0: He had it, lost it. Iserman picks it
1: up. Iserman moving. Blue line chance. the
0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is Puck Puck Pass, and these are your hosts, the Hockey Know-It-Alls, KJ and Zach Mass.
1: What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Puck Puck Pass. As always, I'm your host, KJ, joined by the always lovely Zach Mack. Dude,
0: how are you doing tonight? I'm doing well, man. We only get, each day we only get closer to the season. It just makes me smile. Uh, that's a very glass half full way of looking at
1: it. I mean, I guess <laughs> we're we're one day closer to the end of the season, if, you, if you're going to put it that
0: way. Okay.
1: I mean, I, I just, you know, I'm negative. Uh, we've got a load <laughs> of stuff to talk about. Real quick, Zach mentioned it, we are closer and closer to hockey as the days go on. That means more and more content as the day goes on. Do you I mean do you, I know you know, I don't think the listeners really know just how much is coming from Puck Puck Pass. You're starting to see it. We've got blunt minute every single day. You got a double dose of it today, Thursday as we record. We're we're gonna keep doing stuff like that. The YouTube page, Belly Up Sports on YouTube, still thriving. And since our last episode well, as we released our last episode, we made a bunch of rebranding moves. We have a new logo. It's, it, it's so sexy. We have the sexiest logo in Hockey Podcast right now. And we're just doing all the all the things to get you ready for hockey season because we've been ready for hockey season. And I know you guys are too. So this is, this is the, the final stretch right here. And this is where Puck Puck Pass comes into your life. I mean, we've never been more excited for a season like we are now. Am I
0: wrong? No, I don't. No, you're nowhere near wrong.
1: So today, we're going to get a little heated about Carey Price. We're going to get even more heated about some of the worst ratings in any sports game I've ever seen. Zach's got a game for me that he said will be fun and then laughed, so I'm a little nervous about that. <laughs> and then one of the weirder stories of the summer, Jesse Poiarvi, we're going to hop into that a little bit, and then we're going to talk about what we're going to watch this week. I've got college football on the TV right now. Mm-hmm. I... I am going to watch some college football, but we'll get into that later. Okay. We'll get into that later. Uh, and I am sitting with my wife, two dogs, and a cat. So any background noise, uh, you can attribute to them. My house is a zoo, and I've come to accept it. It's the best zoo around. It It, it is the best zoo around. I appreciate <laughs> you saying that. Uh, talk about appreciating appreciating certain things and definitely not appreciating certain people's input. We got some heat this week on Twitter. A lot of heat on Twitter this week.
0: Why was, why was that again? Why did that happen? So, yeah, it was because the – I believe it was the NHL Network released their top 10 goalies. It was 10, yeah. Um, yeah. And they had Carey Price in the top three. I think he was two off the top of my head, if I remember correctly. Um, we made some smart mark about how he's definitely not a top three goalie at this moment in time, and we got absolutely blasted.
1: We, uh, and we got bla- – and when you say blasted, we, we were attacked – but again, we weren't wrong. And like I can't stress this enough that Zach is absolutely right. And whoever tweeted that from Puck Puck past Twitter was correct. There you need to go see a doctor if you think he is still a top three goalie. I every time someone said like top three goalies right now, and this is totally up for debate as far as the third, but Vasilevsky and Bavrowski are gonna be your top two. I think we can agree on that. Yep. Or, or or okay, and, and for three right now for me, uh, could be John Gibson. Okay, I I know like, but if we're gonna give Carey Price the same benefit of a terrible defense, look what it is is in front of Jonathan Gibson right now.
0: That's a good point.
1: It's so so bad. I mean, as much as it pains me not to put like quist in the top five, like I still think he can be a top five goalie in any given day. Uh, and same with marc Andre Fleury, but to see Carey Price at three, it it constantly blows me away. Every year we get further away from his MVP season. It's crazy to me that people still uh, like almost universally think that he's he's the number one goalie in the league.
0: Yeah, it's it's absolutely i uh, I'm hyperbole a little bit, but it's absolutely crazy. I I'm glad you mentioned Fleury. My bubble three would be Bishop or Fleury. Um, that's I mean I. Agree with you, Vasilevsky, Bobrovsky are probably one and two. Um, but I have Bishop or uh, uh, Fleury, I have no problem putting above Carey Price. And I just want to Right clarify. now, right now,
1: obviously. Well, obviously, yeah, we're yeah, talking yeah. right now, everyone. Let's, yeah,
0: before French Canada jumps down my throat again. <laughs> um, and I want to clarify we're not saying that Carey Price is a bad goalie. As a matter of fact, Thank I probably you. still have him in the top 10, but it's just not a top three goalie unless we're going like five years in the, in the past.
1: Yeah, like if you're going top goaltenders career-wise playing right now, I still put Longqvist at one, but Carey Price is probably two. Like, yeah, in, I, and, I, yeah, I don't think anyone's wrong for thinking that. But in the last three years, okay, so here's an interesting tidbit about Carey Price. When you go to like his Hockey Reference page per se, and you, and you look at his his average save percentage, average goals against, all that when you when you go down to the bottom it includes his like 943 from when he played 12 games when he basically has no stats so that's factored in and it doesn't make a huge difference but since his injury year in 1516 after his mvp season the the uh, can i have 90 seconds oh Yes, I like this. This is gonna require a little bit of participation on your okay. end. So let's get ready for this. I'm sorry it's gotta be so early. But if if I told you nine eleven save percentage was the average over the last three years, what do you think carry price would be?
0: If nine eleven was a league average? Yeah. Nine oh four. Off the top of my head.
1: Okay. He's he's nine thirteen, so slightly above, but not far from, get this, average. His goals against, 2.61 to a league 2.67. Again, not that far from average. So why are we putting this guy on a pedestal every single season like he's the greatest goalie we've ever seen between the pipes? He's not even the best goalie in his franchise's history. If we're going to sit here and act like he's the greatest goalie of this era, it's not... He had one of the greatest goalie seasons we've seen in the modern era. There's no question about it. The 2014 season he had was incredible. Since then, the guy can't stay healthy. The guy's inconsistent. Who gives a flying fuck if his team in front of him is bad? So is Jonathan Gibson, Gibson's, and his numbers are pretty damn good. I'm not saying being slightly above average is bad. No one thinks Carey Price is bad. But he is not a world beater. Like we've crowned him years and years and years as they go by. It's absolute bullshit. And it's, un—it's. I don't want to bring fairness into the equation, but the fact that all these goalies are overlooked because we can't even, it's like the Gretzky thing that I get so pissed about. We can't even entertain the notion that there's a goalie in hockey better than Kay Price right now because we're living five years in the past. And it's because he's Canadian. It's got nothing to do other than the fact that where he's from, I it makes no sense to me, none, that we just worship this dude be, before we even see him play the the following season. It's it's insane. It's,
0: a, uh, <laughs> and that's my piece. No, I, that's I, a good I can't point. Go I don't anymore because he, like you said, he had that MVP season in uh what was it fourteen fifteen, and then he goes on he go, he gets injured, and obviously he hasn't been the same since the injury and you're right it's the fact that he's we just cannot get him out of our mouths and when i say we i'm talking about the habs fans i guess but there's there, the problem is is the market and and the the loyalty behind that team is so strong that it is just like he's uh, care price care price care price and it's it's just all that everyone's flooded with when they listen to goalies and they can't, they can't get off this guy. Yeah, I mean, don't get me, don't
1: even get me started on the fact that the Mecca of supposed Mecca of hockey culture hasn't won a cup in 30 years. Yeah, Like that's not lost I, on me either. Yeah. Almost I was not trying years.
0: to mention that, but.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like it's just, but you, like you brought up some good points and we were going back and forth on Twitter and I, I pray, I, I know it's unlikely. But if any of those Habs fans that were all up in a, on over us, all over us uh, about Carey Price, like I don't understand why people like that can't look beyond, like like he will never fall off. Like he's just going to play at a nine
0: thirty two for the rest of his life. It's almost like that, that's that's why they haven't won a cup in forever. Is because they're not. Uh, I, I don't know how to correctly word this, but. It's almost like you're settling for Carey Price. Like you're like, yeah, well, he's you know, yeah, he's a top three goalie right now. He's the best thing on our team. But even if from the fans to the ownership to whoever in the Habs loyalty could just not settle and set the bar a little bit higher, maybe you'd win a cup. Maybe I don't know. I
1: I I, I like that take, and I I know you were struggling to word that without making it seem like yeah. he was a bad goalie on a good team. Like he, what, it, what I think contributes to your point is maybe they're not looking at the right pieces for that team because they think he's still MVP carry
0: price. Yeah. That's, that's a better way to put it.
1: Like it, it's just, I mean, I'm supposed to, and I should have included this in my rant because I'm going to get a little excited right now, but the same fan base, the same fan base that told me Jonathan Drouin was going to have an elite season, Paul Byron was an elite goal scorer, and that they've had the best draft in 5 years. That that fan base is going to tell me that Carey Price is still the same goalie he was 5 years ago. That's insulting. But hey, it's- we're 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 American hockey fans. What the fuck do we know? <clears throat> it's in it's insane. So, let's uh, I mean, do you have anything to add on Kerry price no, like no, no, specifically? No. Okay. I I mean, we've said a lot at puck puck past pod on Twitter. <laughs> if you want to see like <laughs> a little bit more. Um by the way, if you're debating sports with somebody and you start throwing out personal insults, you've lost. Move on. Thank it, you. It's getting pathetic that we're getting to this point. We're not 15 anymore, guys. Um let's let's move on to so we're going to stick with goalies for a second cuz they 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 release the goalies. We've got we've got our top, you know, few. Who would you take if Carey Price was number 2? Let's say. Who is the one goalie you take today? Not for like a seven game series or not for one game for to start your season and they're going to be healthy all year. Who's who
0: are you taking? Wow, that's I I want to say Marc Andre Fleury. Oh, I love that. Uh, just, I, really, I really like that. It goes beyond what – obviously, he's a great goalie on the ice. I, there's, there's no doubt about that. He's been the backbone of a franchise that started from scratch, which I think speaks for itself. But the, but it's just his character off the ice. And I know that really doesn't have anything to do with, you know, where you rank him as a goalie. But, I mean, if you're asking me to start – who am I starting? Who am I picking above Carey Price? I – part of my brain wants to say Vasilevsky, but but if i'm i'm <laughs> that'd be too easy yeah if i if i'm looking at everything i'm, I'm going marc Andre Flurry
1: I like that that's a little bit of uh it's not a risky pick but it's it's a bold prediction i'm going to i mean i'm going to cop out i you know, gonna, i'm going to say Bavrovsky. okay i mean okay. he's i think he's i mean he's almost like a no doubt Vesna winner this season like it just seems like he's on such a better team and he makes the Panthers so much better I mean, we're, talk- we're talking about Carey Price's MVP season. If the Panthers not only get better, but get demonstrably better, we could be looking at an MVP-type goalie performance. And I don't think he'd have to have the same numbers as Price did that year. Yeah. Because we're already seeing the, the this weird transition to, like, Connor's not going to win the heart as much as we think he is because that team's going to be so bad right so and voters are really starting to take into effect or take into account the the playoffs thing like yes he's the most valuable player on his team he's one of the most valuable players in the league but if the Panthers miss the playoffs and they make the playoffs by a wide margin and Bovrovsky's the biggest addition I mean do the math it, it, he's he's the most valuable player. So it'll be it'll be an interesting storyline to follow Bobrovsky and Marc-Andre
0: Fleury because now he's getting up there. Now he's an old guy. Yeah, I think if Bobrovsky was on a team it's like, like uh, Boston or Washington or even Tampa, something like that, this guy would have Vesnos on Vesnos.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And, I mean, you got to win Veznas now because I said it last episode – but Jake Allen's gonna have a or Jake Allen, Jesus. Uh, Jordan Bennington's gonna have a few Vesnas here in the next six seven years. I really do think he is. So there's gonna it's gonna be slim pickings for for goalies in between there. Vasilevsky will probably get another one. Um, the 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 other goalie I want to address in the top ten is Pecorine. Okay. I don't know if it's just me. I don't know if I if I'm sour, but I, I do think we should take into account that the guys just flaccid in the playoffs. He's horrible in the playoffs. He had a one good run, and then the Stanley Cup winning goal was his fault. <laughs> like, it's the guy, like, they're almost better off playing Rene all season because he's a really good regular, really good. He's not a great regular season goalie anymore. And just put UC Soros, or whoever's the backup nowadays, put them in. Uh, you've got as good a chance to win, and you've got a fresher goaltender in, in net. I I don't see Pecorine... Is another guy that we can just throw in the top ten because he's been really good in the past.
0: Yeah, I don't. I, I'm so waffling on Pekarene because I think that he. I, no, you're right. You're right. I. It's, part of me wants to be like you know I think he's I think he's good I think he's the reason that they can build any sort of contender worthy team in in Nashville I think they're trying to build around Pekka and I think that they could do it but. You're right. He's been so, especially in the playoffs, been so inconsistent that, yeah, it's. See, I don't have any qualms with Pecorino, but I can see your point where it's it's just tough to put him in there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when the Predators
1: slap Chicago in the first round, that probably sours my opinion <laughs> a little bit. But uh, I, I really do see it, and and I'm not the only person i'm not gonna say an overwhelming majority of people agree with me but there are people out there who see that side of pecarine in that yes he's very good and he's been very very good um and he's had playoff moments but i mean we shit on lundquist for never winning a cup pecarine's barely done anything other than one run yeah i mean Lunquist has has the stanley cup finals run and they got smoked but that was a close final i mean but if you look at like Peccarina is failing his team. You look at Lundquist's numbers, his team is failing him. Yeah, that's a good point. So So it's just I mean, I I, I never knew I was such a Lunquist fanboy <laughs> until this episode, apparently. But I mean there there is a lot to to think about with him. Uh I but there's no really other goalies that I like question or that blow my mind whether right like Freddie Anderson might be a little overhyped, but I like him. So I, I'm fine with where he's going to be ranked. Uh, but nobody, I mean, Tuka Rask is very good. Probably top five goalie in the league. Uh, depends on who you ask.
0: The fans had uh, yeah, the, the fans had Carter Hart in the top 10. What do you think about that?
1: Uh, I already did 90 seconds, so I won't get too far into it. But,
0: I mean, <laughs>
1: the guy that was, was winning five to four, six to five games. Yeah. What a goalie. We're super hype on him. Thank God I live in Philly. God. <laughs> um I mean Carter Hart will be good, but he's never gonna be great. I i I'm fully on board that Carter Hart's
0: never gonna be great train. But yeah, I think his hype is gonna do him in. But
1: Yeah. And we're gonna see that this year with Bennington. I think his hype is gonna do him in this year, but only this year. But I know that's I know people don't I I don't think even you're on that train. No, I'm not.
0: <laughs> I know you're a big uh, Bennington guy.
1: Uh, <laughs> any other goalies that uh pique your interest? Cause we've got something horrible to talk about.
0: Uh, no, I feel like uh, I'd, I'd rather talk about something horrible. Oh, good.
1: Uh, speaking of horrible, I forgot this earlier, but uh, Canadians fans also told us that they won the PK Subban, uh, Shea Weber trade. I, I don't want to, I don't want that to get <laughs> lost. They, they did tell us that. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, So you play NHL on PS4. I played on Xbox. Uh, I have a PS4. I probably should have gotten it for it this year uh, to shut you up, but I did not. Um, This week, they've been releasing their ratings. Uh, The top 50, they are uh, currently 50 through 21 have been revealed.
0: Uh, And so far, 50 through 21, almost all bad very very bad yeah, yeah, yeah before we get into them can you alert the listeners about the leaked because i you alerted me and i was so of that.
1: okay so i don't think it's every single person but i did hear about this the leaked ratings the other day and if you look at the the 50 through 21 a fair amount of them are off a little bit not huge but in this game obviously if anyone's ever played the difference between 89 and 90 is apparently huge yeah um and power forwards and snipers have the same speed because that makes sense but anyway so they they released the ratings that i i think are are a little bit different than what was leaked maybe they changed them because they were leaked who knows but (laughs) what i'm going to take these at face value and i really don't know 20 through 1 because i didn't put that all together as i was looking at the leak but once i looked at that and then this i did notice a few differences there's a lot of options here, but can you give me your worst among these 50 through 21? Like who, like too low, too high, anything like that? Does anyone really stick out to you?
0: So there was one that I thought was too low. Um, And actually you might like this. I thought it was Tyler Sagan. Um, Thank you. They've got him at 89 overall. I think he's like, tw- he's 26th um, in the ratings, but I think he's easily a 90 plus, especially on that team. Um And I mean, I don't, I don't make these ratings. I don't know what goes into making these ratings, so I don't know how they come up with eighty nine. But to me, Tyler Sagan is so much more of a playmaker that having him at eighty nine is almost like I don't want to play with Dallas. And that's fair. And I know we're not a video game podcast, but I. I feel like with the way Dallas is going, they're going to be one of the they should be one of the teams that you want to play with.
1: Yeah, especially with cuz Ben Bishop hasn't been revealed yet. I don't I don't remember what his leak was, but I mean, I'm assuming he's above 20, right? Like he'd have to be. He he's got to be a 90 or above. I I've got his leak. Cuz he's not he's yet.
0: not 88 or less. Right. And you've already got Bobrovsky and Rask at 90 that have been revealed. Which is blasphemous, but whatever.
1: <laughs> I my I, I agree with you uh, on Sagan. I mean, partially because I am a Sagan guy. But, I mean, he's been a 90 in the past. In a 91, I think, even last year. Like, why did he go down? The guy only gets better. I mean, his wrist shot is a 94. That's probably the best part of his game. So he drops? Like, he's he's... David Pasternak is one position ahead of him, and he's 90 overall. I mean, if I had to pick one of those guys, first of all, I'm picking the center. Second of all, I'm picking Tyler Sagan nine times out of ten. I mean, Taylor Hall's an 89 overall right behind him, going back to the Taylor versus Tyler draft stuff. But, I mean, even Taylor Hall at 89, that 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 hurts. Um, So I have two. One's too high, one's too low. As you know, I like to break the rules of the, the thing I just set up. Um, Ryan O'Reilly at eighty nine, and for for anyone that forgot, this is the guy that just won the Selkie, who will be ranked behind Patrice Bergeron, is an eighty nine overall. We can't even give this guy a ninety. Are you kidding me? He was the Conn Smythe winner, like I, I. And then a few spots behind him at number thirty two, Claude Giroux in 89. Guy's an eighty nine. He has an 88 at best, <laughs> pro- probably an eighty seven. I mean, I'm sure that face-off stuff really boosts him up. Um, even though he's one of the best wingers too, which is weird. Um, it, it just makes no sense. I mean, there's a, I mean, there's so much wrong with this list. I every time I look at it, Mark Scheifele and Blake Wheeler, both 89s, two of the best, one of the best power forward, one of the best playmaker. It, it it's just great. Sebastian Ajo, career year 88 overall. Like I don't want a game full of 98 and 97s like Madden. But I would, I mean, I don't care if 40 guys are 90 overall. If they're all that good, make them 90 overall.
0: Yeah, because it it almost seems like, well, first to touch on what you said, right? It's funny when uh, EA, or uh, whatever it is, EA Sports, NHL, I'm not quite sure what the handle is. But uh, basically the NHL 20 treated out Ryan O'Reilly's and they tried to like, Make it better, because I'm sure they saw a lot of people being upset about the 89 overall, and they were like, "His discipline's 95, <laughs> or whatever it was." And they tried to like, yeah, right, the blow. yeah, and the, the whole Jim Hortons <laughs> yeah, yeah. joke, and I yeah. thought that was pretty funny. That um, was great.
1: Yeah, I mean, there are there are a few things that I'm okay with, like Huberto and Eichel at 88. That's good, honestly. Kessel at 88, you could make the case for him at 86. Yeah. I mean, and, and like you said, this isn't a video game podcast. But if you've ever played NHL, you know the difference between one and two ratings. Like that's just how it works. Like Braden Holpi at eighty nine, that's fine. Probably a ninety, but that's fine. They're honestly they're probably testing as uh as high as a uh, heart rate because there's no way that, <laughs> that 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 gets over ninety. Uh, Tarasenko at eighty nine, that's fine. I don't think he was great last
0: year. It almost I mean they won the cops. It, it but. seems like the way with the, these reveals are going, they're they're gonna cap out the overalls at like unless there's a massive jump, I feel like they're gonna be capped at ninety two or ninety ninety three, maybe. But I I would say probably Kucherov and McDavid are ninety fours. Okay. So that's what I was gonna say. I feel like you gotta throw at least like McKinnon, McDavid, Kucherov.
1: Oh, see, I think you're gonna be so disappointed in McKinnon. I bet you McKinnon's in the next three ratings at ninety. No,
0: I, I, yeah, I agree with you. I think I'll be disappointed, but I don't think I'll be surprised.
1: No, after this, yeah. absolutely not. My my worry is that like Patrick Kane's not going to be in the top five. Like I like my thing is is it like is Marsh going to be put ahead of Kane? Like, are they going to do I... that?
0: Honestly, if they do that, I, I would reconsider getting this. No, I don't. I don't know if I would reconsider getting this.
1: <laughs> I think. I, I think I texted that to someone today. <laughs> <laughs> like as these were coming out, I was like, "Dude, Marshan's ahead of Kane. I don't think I can get this <laughs> game. It's not because I hate Marshan, but I, I mean, I'll I'll play it cool when I'm arguing with Boston people like Jackson and stuff. But like, Vegeta Kane is so much yeah. better than Brad Marshan. Uh, I, I mean, I would if if they came out and said Kucherov and McDavid at ninety four, that's fine because. McDavid's gonna have the incredible speed rating that'll boost him up a bunch. And Kudrov's Kudrov. Um if Kane and, and Crosby were both ninety-threes, I'm okay with that.
0: Yeah, I would be too.
1: If price is a ninety-two, I swear to God. I, I can't get off on- well no, if he was a ninety-two, that'd be fitting because that's the last time the Canadians won a cup.
0: He was a he was a ninety-one in that <laughs> that's why I just that just I just got that. Uh <laughs> He was a 91 in the leaked, I think. He was the top goalie in the leaked. The top goalie.
1: What a joke. Sergei Bobrovsky at 90 overall.
0: That is a joke. But I feel like a a lot of that comes into – they're just trying to save face with the – like I I could see – because I could see people picking Boston, playing against the Panthers and being like, oh, this is ridiculous. I can't score on the Panthers. Like it's goddamn Panthers. So I feel like that's where they're trying to save face with that, which is absolutely ridiculous, but – that's fair. Yeah, because I never get
1: beat with a best goaltender in the game on like some cheap slap shot pass. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. Well, let's, uh, that's, I mean, we're going to have 20 more ratings coming out and we'll see some probably horrible stuff. Um. I mean, Carlson being, quote unquote, ahead of Burns. They're both ranked 90, but Carlson's 21, Brent Burns is 24. That's fine with me, but I'd be, I'd feel better if they were like 18 and 15. Yeah. Like like in the, in the ratings and like both 91s or something. Yeah. It's just, uh, I don't know, this game. But I, I do want to say I did play the demo or the beta for this game. Very smooth gameplay. Like if, if, you're, if you were waffling on whether or not you were going to get 20 because you played 19 and 19 was so bad. It, if you weren't sure about getting 20 other than these ratings, like if you like the, uh, if you like playing club or ultimate team or anything, the, the gameplay was awesome and, and they really fixed poke checking and they really fixed puck pickup and, and awareness and everything like that. I, I was actually really impressed until that's I saw I, I
0: did, Yeah. I didn't, uh, I didn't play the, uh, beta mode at all, but, uh, that's good to hear. Cause I, I did watch the trailers and how they were going to improve all that, uh, the, uh, you know, puck pickup and all that. Yeah. And, uh, uh, it was like signature shots, stuff like that. I thought that was pretty cool. So it's good to hear that it is actually promising.
1: Yeah, I didn't play as a goalie because I'm not a psychopath, but I guess they're adding a bunch of stuff to playing goalie as well.
0: Oh, great. I hate people that play goalie.
1: So last thing on ratings, unless you've got something, but Mitch Martyrs in an 89. He was number yep. 37. I was wondering if you are going to mention him. <laughs> uh, Austin Matthews, 91. Uh, is EA is EA in the pocket of the Toronto Maple Leafs? <laughs> because you you you, you know the, the way the way the hockey community works, if Matthews is a ninety two, oh, oh, I mean they're gonna use those three rating ports as like he should make three million dollars less. <laughs> Alright.
0: It's just I mean, Toronto's such a I love
1: Toronto. Gosh, I love the him. Maple Leafs.
0: <laughs> uh, especially with him being on the cover and so many people are going to be playing as the Leafs. It's going to be disgusting.
1: Yeah. I actually – I don't play a lot of online versus. I mean, I, like if I load up 19 right now, and I, this is no like humble brag, I guess, but I'm 3-0. and Like I've, I've barely played any games because oh. the club is so addicting. Oh, really? Yeah. Like I can get the – I can get my ass beat 13 games in a row, but then that 14th game I'll go for like five goals and three assists. And I'm like, yeah. This is why I play NHL. Like I'm the best. Like trick lining with eight points, but <laughs> it 20 is going to be a lot of fun. And we're going to try to do um, it. It sucks because we're both on two different consoles, but w- I'll get some Xbox guys together. Uh, I'm going to stream a lot of NHL 20. Ooh, so um, twitch.tv slash trust. It's Russian for clap bomb. Uh, and I'll, I'll tweet out the link and everything as we get going. September 13th. It, it's gonna be a, a lot, a lot of fun, and I'm sure you get you wouldn't uh, be opposed against some PS4 guys. No, yeah, I
0: play uh, I play them. quite a bit of online versus. My name is Top Cheezer with a Z. So add me, play me, try, I dare you.
1: So were you like the uh, the ball pit king
0: at Chuck E. Cheese? <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's 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 all I can think. Right. of. Um, well. We just spent all that time talking about
0: a game. So yeah. I guess it's time we jump yeah, into your game to game. game. This is before we leave. I want to mention that this is, <laughs> I, we just talked about NHL 20. I think this is there's past 20. Episodes. Yes, dude, it is. It's our
1: 20th episode. I totally forgot to mention that. Thank you so much for everyone who stuck through the first 19. Uh, we can be a little bit difficult to deal with, but like we said, the the rest of the season is going to be awesome. So back to your game.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm glad. I think we've mentioned Mitch Marner on all 20 episodes. So I'm glad we got that in there. Uh yeah, we got a game here. This one's gonna be kind of fun. I, this is so I've got what do I got here? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, nine, nine. I got eleven. So maybe I only do ten. I got eleven and a bonus. So we'll go eleven and a bonus, twelve technically. Um, players that are no longer playing. I don't think, to my knowledge, none of these players—they're all retired, but they have played in our lifetime. So, so they're, they're retired, be- or they're on the Senators' payroll on long term. <laughs> <now. laughs> Yeah, maybe they're playing overseas. I don't know. But uh, I'm going to list their name, and you're going to try and give me their jersey number. Oh, um,
1: God. Okay.
0: Yeah, I, this is a little bit of a test of your memory. Some of them might be tough. Maybe you get none of them. I don't know. Uh, I pretty much had to look all of them up. Did, so. did any of them wear a different jersey number on a different team? Yeah, so uh, some of them have a couple jersey numbers that I would accept. Okay. Um, okay. All right. So we're going to start this off. I don't know how tough this is going to be. Maybe I made it way too tough. Maybe it way made it way too easy. We're going to find out. First one. Mikolai Habibulin.:
1: Oh man. Uh, I want to s- say it was in the '50s.
0: Oh, oh, I, I forgot think. to mention. I forgot to mention, I'm sorry, before we start, we get into this. You do have uh, three lifelines. Three lifelines.
1: So like my
0: laptop, <laughs> One lifeline, yeah, you're not allowed to Google anything, not that I can check. But uh, first lifeline is multiple choice. Well, I'll give you three numbers. And your second lifeline is called dyslexia. Well, I'll give you two numbers. They're flip flops, and you got to pick between them.
1: Oh, I like that. What's
0: the third one? The third one I made it up. You don't. You only have two lifelines. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh,
1: um, well, I don't want to waste a lifeline on the first question. Nikolai Gavibulin.
0: Fifty-eight. Ooh, no, it was thirty-five. Oh, um, I, I had the five. I did right? find him. <laughs> i had a, i did find it with a 39 at one point i don't know if that was a makeshift jersey or if he actually wore it but it's 35 okay oh for one next craig conroy of the flames craig
1: conroy that's a oh god and my first, my head went straight to a low number
0: this might be a little biased because i was a big craig conroy fan so i knew it but i yeah i realized that not everybody probably watched craig conroy
1: I was gonna say our our five listeners who know Craig Conroy.
0: <laughs> um I'm gonna use my dyslexia. Okay. So it was either forty two or twenty-four. Twenty-four. Yes, sir. Okay. It was I knew it was a low no I knew it was lower than forty. I always remembered it because he was double again, and they were the two powerhouses. Oh nice. Uh, we're gonna go back to the lightning, Dave Anderchuk. Forty eight. He's 25. Why? What um, the hell? That's all right. I feel like th- those were probably the hard ones. Uh, fourth, Adam Foote.
1: Oh, my God. Of all the times I picked the Avalanche in NHL 04,
0: was he 52? He was 52. Okay. Well done. Well done. Next, we're going to go Matt Sundin. 12. Oh, oh 13, I'm 13, 13. Yes. Yeah. I'll give you that uh, one. I will give, you that, I will give um, you that one.
1: I'm very mad at myself. I'm <laughs> so mad at myself.
0: <laughs> uh, Next, Jamie Langenbrunner.
1: Oh, man.
0: This was a tough one. I didn't even know this one. 33.
1: It's 15.
0: 15. What a stupid number. Yeah, yeah I agree. Very stupid number uh rj umberger 18 fair well done fair well done well also. i only
1: remember it because it's the only thing you could see when he was unconscious <laughs> on the ice
0: oh um i have marcel hosa marcel hosa marcel hosa matt or uh marion's brother i believe ah uh, well there's no way he wore 81 I'll give it to you. He wore 81. He did? He did. Nice. Thank you, Marion Hosa, for wearing 81. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, How many I got left here? I got three left. These are tough. Uh, Marco Sturm. He's part of the Germany team that did pretty well when they had Seidenberg and... Wait, he was part of what? The, he was from Germany. Oh. He was part of the, when, like, Germany mostly uh.
1: irrelevant, but. So I know he didn't wear 39 because of the whole 1939 thing. So, um, this is a total guess because I want to use my lifeline on something I might have an idea of. Let's go e 80. Mm, he was 19
0: or 16, or 16. Oh yeah. Well, it was closer to 16, obviously. So. <laughs> All right, I got two left. You still have one lifeline remaining, and then we got the bonus question, which you can't use the lifeline on, and it's
1: which you also just made up. I know you just made that up.
0: <laughs> um, Pascal Dupuis.
1: Oh man, my head just went to.
0: Th- was he 12? Nine. Oh. Nine. Oh, nice. He was nine. I would have also accepted 11. Oh. But very good, yeah. very good. I was a big Pascal Dupuis fan as a child. Uh, and then did a lot- you know how widely hated he is? No, I did not know that.
1: Yeah, maybe it's Philly. But yeah, like
0: people do not like him. Really? <laughs> yeah. Little known fact, I used to tell horror stories um, to my little siblings when we were camping. And <laughs> the <laughs> the made up name I always used for the uh, person in the story was Pascal Dupuis. Uh, was he a French chef that like killed people? <laughs> I feel like in one of the stories, he probably was. (laughs) Um, Last, uh, but uh, most certainly least, it's a Boston guy, Sergei Samsonov.
1: Sergei Samsonov.
0: 22. He was 14.
1: 14.
0: And then we have a bonus question.
1: Oh, why didn't I use my (laughs) fucking life?
0: And our bonus question is, in the NHL, and he wore a few of them, so I'll take any. That he wore but mr brian straight Ooh, oh man and i believe even
1: see this is tough because mark Strait is coming in yeah
0: a- <laughs> yeah i believe he's wearing in it at least when i followed him his he was wearing his jersey his twitter account i think he's got his ftls now which by the way go follow ftls fantasy football
1: yeah oh my god if you haven't drafted yet yeah oh. What is it? At, at FTLS and at FTLS Yeah, Brian? it's at FTLS Sunday,
0: I want to say. And or, at FTLS Bats. And I think they had oh, yeah, a I'm couple other people.
1: Or just check our retweets, because yeah. those guys are geniuses.
0: Uh, I'm going to go with 18. Uh, it was 7, 37, or 47. But that was tough. Okay, I didn't so know that. not even close. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> Clearly, I did not either. But um, out of the 12, you got 6 right, which honestly, with... Out multiple choice and you just had to guess random numbers. Pretty freaking good. Thank you. I applaud myself on
1: not owning jerseys, but knowing a shit ton about them. I bet you would have done uh, better if I, had- I did
0: active players. Yeah,
1: uh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe seven out of twelve. Um, because I know you would have picked like oh, I can't even think of a, a, <laughs> a guy who I don't, Teddy Purcell if he's still on long term IR or someone who who knows. Um. I think Johan Franz we... is still on the roster. God. Um, I got to be honest. But behind two words, because not to pat myself on the back, but I really enjoyed that game last podcast. That was fun. I, I, I like the jersey game. We can, and we can definitely mix
0: that up. Yeah, I'm interested to see if anyone wants to comment, if you played along, uh, how many you were able to get.
1: Yeah. Um, hopefully not more than six. Because... <laughs> Apparently, I lost all my credibility on Twitter this week, so I don't need to go into the negative uh, <laughs> with the listeners. We we'll, we'll of do. We negative. Yeah, talk. Well, I guess we're moving on to Jesse poirier <laughs> <laughs> What Fantastic, a weird Jesse. story! Yeah, what a weird story. I don't even like so. We and we mentioned it. I think around draft time. That he was like super unhappy. He mm-hmm. wants to be. Tra- he's basically demanding to be traded. He wants a new start, which I can't fault him because he's in Edmonton. Um, signs a one-year deal with like a Zurich, a team in Zurich, and has a, a an NHL opt-out until December first. I know this has happened in the past, but it seems like the circumstances and giving up the possibility of playing with Connor McDavid, he is either very unhappy or really, really pissed at someone in the front office.
0: Yeah. And he, obviously he said he's, he wants a fresh start with a new club and he was a first round pick. I think he was pretty, I think he was, I want to say he was like a top five. Pick. I think he was like the third overall pick. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I don't blame him for wanting a fresh start. Cause he probably feels like he has a lot to prove as an early round pick and it's just not going to happen in Edmonton. And, but it it goes back. He was the fourth to, overall pick. Okay, okay. So yeah, we were we are pretty close. Uh, I you're right though. It goes back to there's got to be something something going on in the Edmonton <clears throat> front office culture locker room whatever it may be that how could you want I mean unless you're like trying to play with Sidney Crosby or Patrick Kane or the avalanche top line where where better to get a start than playing along Connor mcdavid i don't I, and not to mention leon drives like yeah there's this seems like I a mean, lack of drive to make that franchise why are why are these guys not taking it upon themselves to reignite this franchise is my biggest question
1: i i i mean i does part of it have to do with the fact that taylor hall had so much success once he finally got out of there mm. like i i, I I know that's like really existential thinking, especially for a guy in Poirier's situation where he just wants out. Like he he just and there there's guys like that all over the league. Like Edmonton's not alone in having players feel this way. Edmonton's alone in the fact that they are so abysmal and have no direction other than one of the best centers in hockey. That it just it just seems like everybody could feel like they're in a black hole there. There just doesn't seem like to be – there to me, there's no light at the end of the tunnel for any of those young guys in Edmonton right now.
0: Yeah, and it's been – I feel like it's been so long since we saw a team so talent-heavy, and I should say top talent-heavy uh, because they're not – I don't think they're necessarily a super deep team by any means. But to have all this pretty substantial talent at the top of the roster that just don't – want anything to do with being there yeah normally
1: when a team that when a team is that talent heavy they just get swept in the first round like you just don't see it with uh sorry Tampa Bay you didn't deserve that but uh it, it, you're right it just doesn't seem like there's a it, and I hate the culture argument in a lot of scenarios but this isn't one of those scenarios There, there is a, a legitimate issue with how people feel about that team within their own locker room that's i mean that could tear a franchise apart a franchise that's already in the shit yeah
0: and a lot of people are making this story about dry sidle came out a day ago and said well he doesn't really feel or it doesn't feel like he wants to play for us anymore and i don't really know why this is a story because i feel like poulie rv made this quite obvious months ago like (laughs) like we already knew this (laughs) so but the fact that he's coming out and saying it and people are making a story about it. It's just like, are you guys extremely blind to the fact that you very clearly need a culture rebuild? Like, is is that? Yeah. And Ken Holland's the guy to do that. Yeah. It's, I want to like the Oilers really. I have no reason to hate <laughs> the Oilers, but it's so hard. It's the, Oh, man, I don't I feel like I'm about to go into my own 180 seconds. seconds. Hey, don't give away the bit. No, um, (laughs) it
1: it probably hurts Edmonton a little bit, too, as far as culture, because they're in Canada, where Toronto, Calgary and Vancouver are on the ups Mm -hmm. and And Montreal
0: won't give up.
1: Yeah, that's true, too. And Winnipeg is steadily good. I -hmm. don't think they're going to be that good this year, but they've been good. So you start to get guys who, you know, they're in Canada playing hockey like they've always dreamed of, except it's for the Oilers. And that's a little bit more dreary than playing for a team like Vancouver, who's on the cusp, or Calgary, who's right there at the top of the division. Uh, And none of those teams have a McDavid. Uh, The Maple Leafs have Matthews and Tavares. So, you know, them aside, like, those teams don't have a McDavid, and they are so much better. Than the Oilers.
0: Do you see... And, I got go a sort of like hot take kind of question here. What happens first? Edmonton moves out of Edmonton or they win a Stanley Cup? They win a Stanley Cup. You don't think they're ever moving? I don't think so. Yeah.
1: I mean, just Gretzky alone just kind of solidifies them as never leaving. It's like Detroit and the Rangers and Montreal. and There's just... There's teams... The original six teams... And then there's probably a handful of teams that, that uh, we'll never see move. I mean, like the Anaheim's and the Coyotes and stuff like that, we could see them move. Um, I just – listen, I, I think it would be great. One less team in Canada, one more team in a non-traditional <laughs> hockey market in the U.S. that could succeed. I, I think it's – I mean, if Conor McDavid – oh, my God. Can you imagine if Connor McDavid was marketable? If he played in the United States and we could see him regularly – I'm not a huge McDavid fan, but, I mean, he'd be one of the most popular players. in Because everyone's so quick to defend McDavid yeah. where they bury Crosby. Like, you're guilty of that as well. Mm-hmm. Not that, I mean, I've come to accept it. But you were so ready to bury Crosby. And it's like, well, McDavid's in Canada, so what are we supposed to do? Support him? <laughs> like, it's just, it's crazy to me how we've got it. We've done it before. The NHL is just so bad at marketing their young stars.
0: Yeah, it's just it's a shame, and I know we've done pieces on this before, so I don't really want to rant about it. But
1: yeah, I mean, we definitely haven't ranted about it today. So, <laughs> <laughs> um well, we were talking about young players and marketing and all that fun stuff. So, let's go into what we're watching this weekend.
0: Okay, uh, I am actually going to the Memphis Ole Miss football game. It's going to be in Memphis here. Uh, oh, nice. Yes, yeah, it's going to be the biggest game of the year, probably, for Memphis. Uh, starts at 11 a.m., so I'll be there bright and early, 8 a.m., getting drunk. Um, I also threw it up on Twitter. If you guys see me there, I actually will be wearing my belly-up shirt, so if any listeners or anybody in the Memphis area sees me there, I don't know how many Memphis listeners we got, but uh, I am giving away a free shirt to anybody who finds me, so that's where I'll be this weekend. But it's Labor Day weekend. What yeah. are you doing? Ah, uh, man,
1: I am – well, I work Saturday night, unfortunately. Um – but we're doing a barbecue with the family on Sunday. We're going to be watching college football, uh, kind of getting ready for NFL football. But like we said before, just kind of the entertainment value of NFL. Uh, I do enjoy college football a little bit more. Uh, so, I'll you know, I'll find a way to watch the Michigan State game from out here. Um, I'll probably watch Ohio State at noon because they're going to, you know, womp whoever they're playing. I can't even remember. Uh but yeah, just kind of laying low. The office is closed Monday, so hopefully I don't have to go into the studio. It's all that, you know, just hopefully relaxing. We're so close to hockey. Weekends like this yeah. suck because like you I I know you hate watching hockey on the weekends, but like we could be watching so much hockey this weekend and it's just it's
0: not yet. So upset I ever said that. But uh since we're talking about yeah. uh <laughs> so <are> the listeners <laughs> Since we're talking about college football and there is not hockey yet, um we urge everyone to jump over to the forum. The Oregon Auburn game is the game of the week. Uh, it's literally all you got to. It's so easy. You slap a score in there. Maybe you get lucky and your score is exactly right, and you get a free shirt shipped to your door. It's pretty easy. You should do it.
1: It's yeah. It's quite honestly the easiest free free merch you'll ever get. Um, and if you
0: think you're not going to get the right score, we had uh, we had quite a bit of good participation last week, and somebody got the, the score right on the nose for the uh, Florida-Miami game, and we shipped them a shirt, so it's doable.
1: Yeah, we get a ton of people in there. If we get 50 people in there, someone's going to guess yep. the score. Like, it's, it's really, I mean, especially the first few. I mean, that game might be close, but most of these games are such blowouts, so all you have to do is say 50 to nothing, <laughs> and you're probably going to get it. Um... I know you were just on a somewhat college football podcast and we are a family here at belly of sports in the belly of sports podcast network. Uh, why don't you tell the, the listeners a little bit about chairgating?
0: Yeah. So I was on chairgating and actually to chairgating is uh, uh switch from, he was called last time I was on it. It was college football, but he's now strictly racing um, and that is run by rattlesnake. We did talk a little bit about college football cause we just couldn't help it, but uh, it's a, it's a NASCAR centered podcast run by rattlesnake here at belly up and we decided on that episode earlier. So if you go listen to it, it'll probably be out the same time. This one's out. Um, we're trying to unite the NASCAR crowd with the hockey crowd because NASCAR runs through the summer hockey runs through the winter. So why not?
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a really good idea because they'll have the same almost exclusively white fan base because neither one knows how to market to anyone else. So
0: <laughs> that's, that's exactly what rattlesnake said. That's hilarious. And I didn't even say anything to you about it. That's, that's so yeah, hilarious. it's, it's brutal.
1: But <laughs> I, I grew up watching a lot of NASCAR. My dad was a big NASCAR guy. Uh, you, and rattlesnake knows he, first of all, the interviews he gets, I mean, that guy, you, I mean, yeah. aside from you, because I interview you every week he gets some inc- <laughs> he gets some incredible interviews. He's got the best analysis. And if you follow him on Twitter, at Chairgaten, you'll still get a few very spicy college football takes. He can't help himself when yeah. it comes to
0: Houston. And uh, not this coming weekend, but the next coming weekend, he'll be at the, uh, it's the start of the playoffs. for. And I'm just learning. He was trying to convince me to be a NASCAR fan, and uh, I told him we'd have him on Puck Puck Pass here soon to convince him to be a hockey fan. He was open to that. But uh, he will be if you guys are racing fans, he'll be at the uh, I don't think it's this weekend. It's next weekend. It's the beginning of the playoffs, but he'll be there. He has full media access. He'll be right alongside Austin Dillon. Um, So throw that throw that uh, that race on if you got time, maybe you'll see him on TV. A lot of belly up coverage. That'll be cool.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. NASCAR. And and now that they've changed the uh, whole this is going to turn into a NASCAR podcast real quick. But they they changed (laughs) the playoff system from the chase, which was point based to literally it's a bracket. So. If you win a race, you in the playoff, you automatically move on to the next round until they're down to
0: three drivers, one race. Best finish wins. God, you, you should have been on there instead of me, bro. How do you know all this? I, dude, do I you told
1: know? you, I grew up. My my dad tried to raise me a Jeff Gordon fan. I grew up a Kyle bush fan. That's just it's the way the world works. Uh, lo- oh, well,
0: I'm gonna be a racing fan in no time. This is awesome. Man.
1: Yeah, no, it's 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 a lot more fun to watch than people people think. The problem is, it's on the same time as you know your one o'clock football game. So. Yeah. It, it does struggle, but it's a lot of fun to watch, and the best takes are going to come from Chair Uh Not to say that this is the only podcast that only other podcasts that Bellyette produces. There are a ton. There's Corner Booth. Uh, there's The Blackout. There's Talk the Plank. There's so many great podcasts. Go check them out, uh, and who knows? Maybe you'll listen to an episode. One of us will be on there. Uh, joke's on me. No one invites me, but you'll hear Zach uh, <laughs> on some of those podcasts, and we're going to bring a lot of people onto this, and... Zach, I didn't tell you I was going to break this news, but I'm going to break it right now. During the hockey season, not one, but two Puck Puck Pass episodes a week. Double dose, double the content. We're going to try to hit everything. We missed a lot of stuff last season, admittedly. We both made that mistake. We couldn't cover anything, everything when we did one podcast a week, and then we got a little sloppy and made some changes, and now we're back. Two of us, we're going to rock it out. It's going to be... Awesome sorry to break that news without telling you, but
0: I had to no, that's cool man I'm not sure if uh, I'm not sure if Maria will be ready for that, but I am ready for two a week, and that will be yeah. fun.
1: that's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of work for her, but we've got it. We got it yeah um I think that's I think we covered everything i i I feel like I should be going into ninety seconds because I did it so early, but we did cover <laughs> that um apologies to the Montreal fan base. Zach, you got any last minute uh, opinions?
0: Uh, I don't, man. I'm ready for hockey start. I'm ready to start talking about stuff that happened on the ice. I can't wait.
1: We are so excited for that. And we are so excited to be 20 episodes deep into this journey. We are so thankful for everyone that's listened. Keep on listening. There's going to be giveaways this season. There's going to be so much, so many cool things uh, at uh, bellyupsportscom slash shop. You can get a lot of stuff, cool stuff on there. It'll redirect you to Design Tree, the coolest guys in the business. They do so much. Yeah. And uh, if you, I'm, I'm telling you, if you, if you haven't stocked up your gear, apparel, anything like that, www.hockeyworld.com, Piranis Hockey World, from gear to apparel to accessories, everything you need, go find it there, www.hockeyworld.com. Thank you so much for our, for our presenting sponsor, uh, for at belly up Zach Mack. I'm at belly up KJ. We are so thankful that you guys choose to listen to us, and we will see you next time.
0: We saw no light. We saw no signal.
1: Be sure to follow your hosts on Twitter
0: at K, at BellyUpZapMac, and at PuckPuckPassPod.